Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back. It's season two, episode number two of the Fantasy Cast coming at you. Very special week this week. Why? Because the NFL returns this Thursday night. This Thursday night, football is back. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. He's Ty White. I'm Lachlan McTagg. Check it in with you guys once again. This is going to be a great episode. A little bit of little previews coming up. We're also going to get into some starts and sits as well. But uh, I know the long weekend just recently passed. So uh, <clears throat> how are you doing, Ty? Oh, I'm wonderful, Lachlan. Like you said, like what I, this time of year, obviously it's exciting when school gets starting, started off again. I started classes up, uh, but also that can be a depressing time. And that's why the NFL <laughs> purposely starts their season coinciding with the beginning of school to make all those youngsters feel better. I certainly feel better. I'm so excited because we have a great slate of games. Uh, but other than that, I'm enjoying downtown life. Walking around downtown lately, uh, how how's Arizona treating you, Lachlan? Still good? Yeah, it, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I've been hanging out, making some trips to Tempe up to main campus as well too. Um, I think I said this. Oh yeah, last week it was the day before the first ASU football game. Yes. By the way, a, the American season or whatever. Yeah. American college football, so fun, unmatched, so fun. Yeah. It's, I saw yeah. some crazy stat that out of the top 10, seven stadiums in the world, not sports venues, but stadiums, uh, seven of them are college football stadiums. 100%. And it's not, it, and it's not because of the, like, the crazy architecture in the stadiums. It's just the atmosphere. Yeah. And when we went to the football game on Thursday, um, it was a night game because, you know, they, it's, it was still like even the, the stadium temperature at – 9 30 at night was still like 95 to 100 degrees it was so <laughs> it was so friggin' hot in that stadium yeah. but my god it was a good time i lost my voice by like the third quarter um that must be incredible oh it was great yeah we played nau northern arizona and you know we cut we, we won by 37 um so it was it was just a lot of fun and i'd never experienced something like that before you know we all it was Absolutely. game day. You know, we finish up classes on a Thursday and you're, and you're like, all right, let's go. You get, get all dressed up in your gold. And uh, yeah, we had, we had a lot of fun, but then rest of Labor Day was, 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 was nice getting no classes on Monday. Mm. Nice little day off there was good. So yeah, I'm so ready for football to be back. Yeah. Well, it's, I, I yeah. didn't even, yeah, we didn't even talk about college football. I watched that on Saturday. Obviously, yeah, there was some crazy, some crazy games. Yeah, like the Saturday night one was crazy. Great. Uh, that was ND and Ohio State. And even just yeah. even yesterday, I was watching, well, this was being recorded on the Tuesday. Yesterday, I watched the uh, Georgia Tech Clemson game that was on. Even that yeah. was interesting. I mean, Clemson yeah. was not doing well, and Georgia Tech's defense was playing well for a while. But uh, super exciting. Lots of big upsets there. But this is an NCAA podcast. This is an NFL podcast. And it's season two, episode two of the Fantasy Cast. And this one's a bit different than uh, perhaps other episodes that we've done last year because, uh, well, we are bringing back a familiar favorite and probably our favorite segment on the show, too, I would argue. Um, we're bringing back starts and sits, of course. I mentioned that last episode. And that will be the primary focus of this episode for a couple of reasons. One being that the NFL actually hasn't started yet while we're doing this. Uh, and two, it's, it's easier to make some predictions like starts and sits and give you guys perhaps some needed fantasy advice uh, for the upcoming week of exciting inaugural of the season football action. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, great matchups. First of all, the Thursday nighter, Bills Rams in LA. Ooh, doesn't get that's much great. Than that. That's a that's a that's a hot start for the season. Yeah. Very Potential very Super hot Bowl start. preview. If you look at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, definitely leaning towards that direction for sure. Um, but yeah, whoever loses that game, that's kind of a top. That that loss has a, a big asterisk over it, I think, because mm. that loss, depending on you know division structures and whatnot and seeding down the road, I mean that could yeah. that that opening night game could actually play in significantly factoring where where the seeding is determined by the end of the year. But yeah. Um, you know, we're not playoffs. We're not talking about playoffs. Come on. Um, <laughs> Stay focused here. So yeah. So we're not going to, we're also not going to do uh, any waiver wire picks today. Yeah. And that's because we haven't actually had a game. Yes. Or a matchup yet this season. Week one is starting soon. So that'll. But we can't give you too much yeah. set in stone info, but we can give you some uh, advice and based of what we already know and what uh, NFL scouts have been saying and, and whatnot to try to give you the best uh, fantasy advice. So uh, before we hop into this, and it's going to be a bit of a shorter episode because we're just doing starts and sits, uh, we're going to give you our criteria. Now, last year we had criteria for our starts and sits being quarterbacks have to score at least 15 points for it to be a successful start. Uh, Less than 15 is a lot. Wide wide receivers, running backs, and tight ends had to be above 10 points, and that was pretty much it. We didn't really do defenses or kickers at all. This year, we're going a slight change. We discussed before the episode, tactical reasons, of course. So quarterbacks are still going to be, you have to hit 15 points is the bar line. If we say start Trevor Lawrence and he gets 15 or more points, then we were correct. If he doesn't, then we're in the pooper and getting absolutely nothing. Wide receivers, running backs, and tight ends, that's the one that is the biggest change this year. Last year, it was 10, as I mentioned. Uh, Locke and I decided that this year, we're going to actually go with 12 points. Yeah. So a bit above average for any fantasy team uh, start because you certainly don't want a player to have less than 10 points. Uh, but we're even raising that a little bit higher uh, to get to the 12th mark. And that goes for sits as well. If, you, if we tell you to sit a player uh, and he gets less than 12 points, we count that as a win uh, as well. And uh, I, I know like before, I mean, some of you guys are probably thinking, oh, they want to make it easier on themselves, you know, up and at the 12. No, I mean, to, oh, be, yeah. to be fair, a lot of the uh, a lot of players are projected in and around that 12, 11 yes. point mark. So, mm-hmm. I mean, just based off that alone, setting the bar at 12 this year is is not uh, we're walking the not line. crazy, not crazy. Johnny Cash, we're walking the line. We're walking the <laughs> line and we're keeping. Yeah. So we want, we're obviously like, and we mentioned this last year, we're not going to tell you to, oh, start Stefan Diggs, <laughs> start Justin Herbert. Uh, oh. If anything, for those big players, we'll tell you to sit them. And that would be our bold prediction, but Absolutely. we're not going to make any obvious or not try not to make any obvious picks. On the last thing we're actually adding, not in, being in state this week, but in being in state next week, uh, we're going to add a defense, at least one an episode for a start or a sit. And the bar there is going to be five points. So if we say start Philly's defense, they get five points or more. That's a win for us. Yep. So to recap, quarterbacks, 15. Wide receivers, running backs, tight ends, 12. Defenses, fives. We're not going to do kickers. Let's be honest. No one cares. Um, uh, <laughs> that's well, that's okay. Kickers, uh, potentially. Kickers potentially are people, we'll too. We love kickers. Don't 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 get us wrong. Kicker. Yes. Potentially down the road. Board. Yeah. If we really feel like there's a huge one that needs to be said, we say it. But for right now, we're going to stick with the main positions. So, Lachlan, that brings us to our – let's go with starts first, I think. Let's, let's start with the positives. Yeah, yeah. 
and uh, you can take it away. Uh, first start, we got a uh, little uh, hometown content here. Uh, cards receiver Rondale Moore. Right in your back. Um, yeah, I'm I'm saying start him because uh, the other options around him are Hollywood Brown, uh, Zach Ertz, and AJ Green. All more veteran guys. Rondale Moore is very quick as well. Uh, and I think he's going to be, he's going to have to step up and play a big part in this offense with Kyler Murray. Uh, also due to the fact that DeAndre Hopkins is missing at least the first half of the season. Mm-hmm. So we're saying start him. I think it's going to be worthwhile. I think it's also going to be worthwhile to have him on your roster for at least the first half of the season too. Yeah, that's a very good pick. They're at KC. Oh, that should be sorry. They're KC. They're playing KC. I should say. Yeah, no, they're hosting. They're, they're hosting KC. Kansas City this week. Yes, uh, and that should be a phenomenal game. And not to mention, uh, KC don't have Tyron Matthew anymore. Their yeah. defense on paper is not as strong as it was perhaps in the last couple of years, uh, at least as far as the secondary goes. Uh, and we saw last year Rondell Moore had some incredible flashes of brilliance. I mean, that yes. guy when you said fast, that's an understatement. This guy is yeah. absolute. Like trackers, this guy's a horse out there. He's he's a great player. Uh, so that's gonna be our first start, our second start out of the five. Very interesting one, and I like this player a lot. Thank you, dude, as well. Being uh, also a partial Bills fan like myself, a lot. It's gonna be Isaiah McKenzie at the LA Rams on Thursday Night Football. Now, why are we telling you to start Isaiah McKenzie? Uh, don't they have Diggs and Davis? Well, yes, they do, and that's part of the reason we're telling you to start Isaiah McKenzie is because a large part of the Rams. Defense, I'm sure, will be focused on players like Stephon Diggs, the, the focal point of the offense, uh, as well as Davis, supposed to have a big year. He's a, and I uh, know the Rams are familiar with him. So, Isaiah McKenzie is going to be a player who flies under the radar a little bit. Um, he's going to play a Cole Beasley type role in that offense. And Cole Beasley was very good when he was, well, when he was with the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo also passes the ball more than 70% of the time. 74% of that time, they target wide receivers. Um, so, Isaiah McKenzie looks like a pretty good pick this week, maybe a sleeper for a touchdown, uh, but I could see him just off PPR yards and uh, receptions, him definitely eclipsing that 12-point mark uh, playing the Rams. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. And our next start is another wide receiver in a similar spot. We're going Hunter Renfro, and I love his game. I, I love everything about his game, what he does, his what what do you call it, the, the, the China route? The China route, one of the nastiest oh my routes God. in football. Yeah, the, the, he executes that to a T. Um, and in an offense where, you know, you just added arguably the best receiver in football uh, in Devontae Adams, um, as well as Darren Waller, too. A couple of dogs up front there. And I think Hunter Renfro, he always just finds a way to get open. Mm-hmm. And him and Derek Carr have had a very, very good connection. And he's not a guy as well that it's t- he's not touchdown dependent. I don't think. I think he can get there so simply off of short yard, short yard catches. But yeah, for sure. That so that's that's a, a that's a start for me. Yeah, and and you know they're facing the Chargers, obviously. And like you said, like a word like you mentioned that I'm sure he's a cheeky player. He's just yep. like very, very sneaky fly under the Raider player, and that's the perfect type of players who we like to pick for starts and sits. Uh, additionally, you could also mention the fact that the Chargers probably won't have J.C. Jackson Week One. And if you look at someone like Derwin James on the Chargers defense, I can say this is Chargers fan, uh, loves to man mark, especially players like Travis Kelsey in the NFL. He's done a very good job of that. So he's probably going to be on a player like Waller or on Devontae Adams. He's not going to be focused. The Chargers' best defensive player is not going to be focused on Hunter Renfro. 
and there's not going to be necessarily a star corner on him. Uh, so he's a very good option to start. Next one, we're going to go with our first running back uh, of this episode. It's going to be Damian Pierce of the Houston Texans uh, at Indianapolis week one. Now, Damian Pierce is someone, uh, obviously he's a rookie player, uh, made the depth chart over someone like Rex Burkhead. Uh, he's a stud. He's a very physically strong, uh, very built well running back. He's also quick. He's got some nifty feet on him, great feet in college. Yes. But he's going to get the main reason Locke and I like him this week, he's going to get a lot of touches. Now, Indianapolis does have probably the top three defense in the NFL, uh, but we can easily see him getting a lot of touches and potentially targets out of the backfield that he will, will be comfortable with him eclipsing 12 points, whether that be on the ground, just of pure yards and touches, or not many yards uh, and targets whatsoever, but he gets two touchdowns during the game or something like that. Yeah in short yardage and that, you know, that could even play towards the end of the game. If this turns out to be a blowout in favor of Indianapolis, that doesn't necessarily matter for players in fantasy football, uh, especially a running back on like Damian Pierce on a team like the Houston Texans. Yeah. So we like that start a lot. Yeah. I love it too. Just cause again, the touches and the volume for running backs and PPR leagues is so important. Yes. I remember I picked up James Robinson off the waiver wire a couple seasons ago in week one mm. and I had him on my bench or I had him in my lineup for the rest of the year and I loved him just because it just it didn't matter that he was on one of the worst teams in the league they like he 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 was a three down back and I think I think Damian Pierce is absolutely going to be a three down back throw him in all situations Swiss army knife kind of player for the Texans this year and it, it won't it won't matter that they're going to be contending for a lottery pick yeah um you know that that doesn't matter in PPR leagues when you Not have a guy like Damian Pierce getting touches constantly, and I think that's going to be the case for him this year. No, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Moving on, last start. It, it I'd say it's sad for me to say this a little bit, but Julio Jones playing back, playing back in his former division. Um, yeah. If you don't know why that's sad, it's because Lockman. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, no Russell Gage this week. Also, no Chris Godwin this week. We th- as of right now, as of right this current moment when we were recording this episode, both of those players are slated to miss week one. Or highly um, unlikely to play yes. in week one. Yeah. Um, so Julio it all of a sudden slides right into that uh, number two option. And there's something about Tom Brady and, you know, picking up, former stars or i guess i I, see i would call julio uh i don't know he's still a star perhaps not as bright of a star as he was yeah that's a nice way to put it but you know you know what i mean it's like stuff like that where he like the the whole antonio brown thing with with the bucks like antonio brown had a couple actually like decent performances with them so if he can do it i think julio can absolutely do it um so that's why that's why if, if you're thinking about sitting Julio this week, or if you didn't even have Julio on your radar to crack the lineup this week, I would, I'd put him in there. Yeah. And he, once again, like he's someone, I think he's around the 50% marker rostered in leagues. And that's actually could be, uh, that's like a small waiver wire pickup too. And like, as uh, we didn't even, I didn't even say this before, but Isaiah McKenzie, about 13 to 14% rostered in leagues. And he yeah. should have a pretty good season. So I'd recommend highly picking him out. But Julio really liked this week against Dallas, because like you said, like Brady and, uh, big name players, like big name stars, rather than as a huge star right now, or used to be a star like Gronk uh, when he was on the team. Uh, 
they're good against good teams and reliable against good teams. And Julio throughout his career has been an extremely reliable receiver, uh, big, deep threat, uh, end zone threat too. And that's the reason that we're telling you to start him this week. We think it's very likely that Julio Jones gets a touchdown, yes. if not two, in this game. That's almost a fantasy cast guarantee. Almost. Almost. Not, not completely quite. Jinx herself. Not quite. But we very much like that option, and that's why he's our fifth start. So recap, our starts are Rondell Moore at KC. Uh, I keep saying that. Rondell Moore versus KC. Isaiah McKenzie at the Rams. Damian Pierce at Indianapolis. Hunter Renfro at the Chargers and Julio Jones at Dallas. And that's a Sunday night game, by the way. Big yep. stage. It's a good game. For a big player. I uh, cannot I cannot wait to see the Cowboys lose week one. I cannot <laughs> wait. On prime, just, on prime time yeah. television as well. I that excites me so much. I can't wait to see the NFL memes post the next day. Yep. And what's the letter, letter, of, the day, letter of the day? I think well, I think we know, Cowboys fans. Uh, you're very familiar with that. But yeah, those are our starts. On next to our sits for week one, we also have five. Yeah. And Locke, we talked this is, before. The this, is your, this is your oh. ma- this is your main Woo! man right here. This first Woo! this is getting personal with this first sit here. Like if we get these wrong, this could be a bunch of city boy clips thrown back in her face with Kawhi laughing and uh, and uh, like hopefully it, it's not. that level. Hopefully, hopefully not, not, but it's that level. And last year we did have some success picking big people, but um I got quite a few big names in the start success. But first, Lachlan, we're going to start off with someone that absolutely everyone hates in the NFL. Even Patriots fans don't want this guy on his team. That might be a little bit harsh, but it's uh, Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah, we're sitting him. We're sitting his butt. We're sticking him on the bench no matter what. I don't care what anyone says. Patriots fans, you can talk all you want. He's technically – by the way, they're at Miami – uh, technically he's a running back two on the team because obviously they have Damian Harris, but this guy's projected for over 10 points. Are you kidding me? ESPN and Yahoo. What a freaking joke. In PPR this guy could, should be sat on the bench for all of your games. My I don't gosh. care. What a, maybe if Damian Harris get injured, but I got a grudge against this guy, Lachlan. Uh, I mean, last year I literally needed this, this freaking guy to get three points and I would have won my game that week. But he shows up with like 2.25. <laughs> I'm sitting there like, thanks, Ramondre. That's fantasy football. That's fantasy football for you right there. Dropped That's... his lazy behind as soon as that week ended. And a uh, yeah. little bit of a grudge against Ramondre, but I'm comfortable sitting him against the Miami team, who is vastly improved from last year's team, not just offensively, yeah. uh, but defensively, they're stronger. They're uh, they're another team that's like more core together. They get another year with each other. Um and I like it. Ramondre Stevenson, our first and easiest sit of the day. If he eclipses 12 points, this might be a big slap across the face. But Yeah, definitely. It, it absolutely will. Yeah. Um, wow, that, that felt oddly personal with that, that analysis. You know what it was? It was a load off my back. I couldn't yeah. feel better say that. Sorry, Ramondre, yeah. but I don't like you that much. But okay, there we go. Okay. And we're, we're moving on. Moving on to another, uh, another running back. In that same game, actually, we're telling you to sit Chase Edmonds. And this is an interesting one because Miami's offense is loaded, absolutely loaded. And I don't think they're, they're going to have a lot of production coming on the ground. I think they're going to let Tua air it out to Jalen Waddell or, I don't know, maybe Tyreek Hill. <laughs> you know, like I, I just – Maybe. I, I, yeah. I don't – and Chase Edmonds has always been – a running back, at least from what I've seen, that 
has been very reliant on pass catching um, for, for getting a lot more production. He was like that in uh, Arizona last year. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be similar. And I just think when, if he gets a couple catches, they're going to be checked down yardage. Yeah. Like I, I don't think he's going to be a legitimate deep threat in that offense just because of how many good receivers Miami has. Sure. Um, but yeah, that's essentially why we're telling you to sit him this week. Yeah. Also, you know, New England's got a great defense moving from year to year. Whenever you have Belichick as your uh, as your guy back there, you're going to be pretty good. I mean, Belichick was actually he was on the the Browns with Nick Saban, like in the 80s yep. slash early 90s when they had a pretty darn good defense. He also was the defensive coordinator of the Giants when they had Lawrence Taylor. So this guy, he knows what he's doing when it comes to defense. And New England has always had a good defense. Maybe a string of no-namers, let's be honest, Lachlan. Like, who yeah, are they I drafting mean, like, every year? He created a monster in J.C. Yeah. Jackson. Yeah. Who obviously a great addition for the Chargers, unfortunately. Yeah. Probably won't be in this week, but um, he's one of those guys who doesn't play at a big college. He played at Maryland, yeah. Lachlan, <laughs> JC Jackson. Yeah, not a lot of people know that, but he's he's comfortable taking these no neighbors and putting him into good positions. But the point is, New England's always got a good defense, and Dolphins aren't a particularly great O line whatsoever. So no, but uh, yeah, sit Chase Edmonds. Moving on. That's two running backs in the same game, so we'll definitely yeah. keep an eye out on that. Uh, our next sit is going to be now big name here. And I remember last year, Lachlan, we told guys to, to – we got – actually, we got him wrong last year. We told people to sit him. Uh, his name is Adam Thielen, of course, wide receiver. Used to be the star wide receiver of the Vikings, now taken over by Justin Jefferson. He's projected for 13.68 points against Green Bay. Uh, and they are – I think they're just uh, – they're actually at home this week facing Green Bay. But we're saying this, and this is a bit of a bold prediction because, obviously, Adam Thielen's a good player – Last year, in his first two weeks uh, of NFL season, he had little to no points or, or like one week he literally had one target. I think it was week two. We had one target or three targets, one reception, zero yards. Yeah. So he, he was kind of a dud in the first couple of weeks last year, but then he started to turn it up towards the latter half of the year. Yeah. Um, we expect something similar to that, especially because uh Justin Jefferson is just so good. So when Kirk Cousins like passing the ball, he's going to go to the – focal point of the offense, which is, of course, Jay Jettas. I mean, Not to mention also, they have Yeah, a, you can yeah. also argue that Dal Cook is the focal point of the offense as well. They have, they have a – it's kind of a 1A, 1B thing with them, yeah. with those two because they're extremely talented at uh, their craft. <laughs> no, they're, of course, very good. But that's also another point. You know, you got to stick with the run game. Well, very good run game with Dalvin Cook. They like using him a lot. Uh, they even have a tight end, Irv Smith, who's supposed to have a – pretty big season or at least a breakout year for him great in the in the passing game there Thielen's not completely reliable he's more of a touchdown dependent PPR person which makes him slightly unreliable however most weeks he should be somewhat of a decent start but this week we're predicting against Green Bay who should have a top three defense three to five defense in the NFL this year Lachlan some dogs over there in Green Bay including of course the great Jair Alexander um we think that he's going to be a sit, which means less than 12 points this week versus Green Bay. Yeah. Pretty valid, if you ask me. I was nicer to Adam than I was to Ramondre. Uh, <laughs> we'll just say that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, next sit, we're going TJ Hodgkinson. Uh, the Lions are playing the Eagles this week. Mm. The Eagles. Their defense is looking like a bit of a wagon right now. Their defense is looking pretty nice. 
Time to jump on it. Yeah. And I just, I don't know, just we both agree that we don't see a lot coming TJ Hodgkinson's way this week. I think it's going to be Amonor St. Brown and, and uh, DeAndre Swift carrying the, the majority of the work. Um, maybe mixing a couple catches for Hodgkinson, but I think he's going to fall below that 12-point threshold. Yeah, well, Hawkinson, there's, there's no doubting that he's a great tight end. And he's got a lot of talent. And we saw that in years prior that Hawkinson's a great, uh, great player in the NFL. However, one of the reasons he's great is because he's a blocking tight end. Yes. Uh, which is something that you don't see as much of in today's NFL and used to be one of the sole purposes of the tight end in its uh, original uh, usage in the NFL uh, as, a, as a position. He's a great blocking tight end, not completely used in the pass game all the time as someone like Amon Ross St. Brown, who was starting to really, really spike it up towards the end of last season. And they got a good run game. They got a decent O-line, uh, Frank Ragnow, Penisul, uh, and they got some do- – Jamal Williams, despite what uh, people might think about him, he's a fantastic leader. If you've seen those clips from Hard Knocks, I actually really enjoy yeah. listening to his speeches. Uh, and, of course, you have the great DeAndre Swift, who's a PPR monster. Uh, Hawkinson, though, of course, he's going to get some targets. Once again, kind of touchdown dependent. Uh, but we don't think against great defense like Philly, you know, Darius Slay, James Bradbury, they got some dogs out there. Yeah. Uh, that he's going to eclipse that 12 point mark. So we're putting him on the sits. And this is, this is important as well. TJ Hodgkinson for me, at least is not a consistent sit this season by any means. Yep. It's just this week. I don't, I just don't, don't see him getting above that 12 point threshold. Yeah. That's same. A lot of the players that were saying like Chase Edmonds, I mean, he's projected for 14. So right. These, these could be good starts potentially, and down the road maybe but unless you're Ramondre Stevenson in which case (laughs) you can stay on the bench for the rest of the year thank you very much all right moving to our final player and we want to make it interesting we're going with a quarterback for our 10th out of 10th start flash sit and it's T Lawrence Laughlin it's former Clemson Tiger former college national champion former Heisman winner and he's at the football team. At, sorry, my bad. At the Commanders. The Lock Commanders. Called the Commanders this year. I'm, I don't mind I'm the uniforms. Ju- I'm just starting to get used to saying that a little bit. Yeah. Even the football team still sounds weird to me. Uh, oh, but, yeah. yeah. But nonetheless, we're out telling you to send him. He's projected for 18.78 points uh, in PPR leagues, which is uh, pretty darn good if you're a quarterback. Yeah. Why are we telling you to sit him? Well, Lachlan, there's a couple reasons we're talking to him. You might uh, be asking yourself, you might have seen NFL News saying, well, Tyne Locke, do my eyes deceive me when I saw that Chase uh, Young was going to be out for the first couple of weeks? No, they do not. No. That being said, still one of the best defensive lines in football, if I have to read them out to you, James Smith-Williams, Darren Payne, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat. That's the core defensive line. Absolute beast. Um, it's going to be hard, and even Coach Dan Campbell admitted that. Uh, uh, I think Coach Dan Campbell, I watched the interview with him where he was talking about how good Washington's D-line was. A lot of coaches really rate them highly and have a lot yep. of respect for it. It's not it, – they're a sack – they're a sacking machine, Lachlan. They're going to be putting lots of pressure on Trevor Lawrence, who did not have a great first year whatsoever. <laughs> Could it even be more of a sophomore slump? Nobody knows. Uh, but we're going to say that they're going to have a pretty tough time in Washington – and there's yep. even added fuel to the fire uh, since they, they're without maybe their best player on the roster and Chase Young. Those uh, those players are going to want to perform for him. And, you know, you are on the Jaguars with the Jaguars are offensive line. That can only get you so far. So we're going to say sit Trevor Lawrence. Yes. And that concludes Ooh. the starts and sits.
and our episode pretty much yeah basically i mean i, I i'm so pumped for for football to be back this is it's unreal and even if you look at the uh the monday night game you have russ's first game not as a seahawk playing In seattle seattle yeah what a story that is yeah i mean so cool well i the nfl schedulers they know what they're doing oh they they, they they know what they're doing goodell's a sneaky genius man come on maniacal billionaire the thing I love too about like the schedule is you look at it and you're like, oh yeah, like these these games are prime time here, these games are prime time there. But then like when the season's coming down to the wire, last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. those prime time games are electric. Yes, because there's a lot of playoff. There's usually a lot of playoff implications on the line because again, the schedules the schedulers know what they're doing. They know who's going to be in the fight for for their playoff for the wild card spots, right? Absolutely, so, yeah. There's like there's smart buggers, there's cheeky NFL people, but uh, yeah, great slate of football coming up, ladies and gentlemen. If you keep forgetting, because this is a fantasy cash reminder every week, set your damn Thursday lineups. Yep, Thursday is not far away. Fantastic kickoff to the NFL season. We hope you've enjoyed our starts and sits episode once again. You can look forward to seeing this as a weekly feature in all our episodes, uh, because we we love this game. We love seeing if we get right or wrong. But we're also a little bit, uh, we're cautiously optimistic, uh, to say the least. But we think we got gave you some good advice. Um, we'll have an episode out next week, of course, as usual. And we'll be excited to break down how we did, break down the NFL games in general, players we liked. And Locke, we'll even have some waiver wire pickups for you next week. Yes. And again, the waiver wire pickups now are going to be really, really good. Week 17, week eight, week 17. <laughs> coming in, big. It's not going to be great. It's, it's only going to get worse as we go further further down the road this season. But, uh, yes. yeah, You're going to see some stars. Yeah. One name I project, we were considering making him a start. I love Josh Palmer on the Chargers this year. I think he'll be a big waiver wire pick moving yeah. down. Uh, lots of stuff to be determined. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy a wonderful week of football. This has been the Fantasy Cast Season 2, Episode 2. We're rolling along another week thank you so much for watching uh available on youtube and spotify uh as always i'm ty white he's lachlan mctagg and uh we'll see you next week enjoy the football